Welcome to the Mahan and Associates Practice Power Play Podcast. This is our latest initiative in collaborating practice development, and we're very excited to bring it to you. Today we have Adam Zilko with Fire Gang Dental Marketing. Adam and Fire Gang have delivering to practices nationwide solutions to attract new patients, attract the right right patients, and to deliver uh, specified uh, service specialties like implants, etc. They have a niche in the following areas to deliver those said services, website design, dental SEO, Google Maps optimization, PPC or pay-per-click, reputation management, and front office training. So by strategically aligning these services, they've been able to deliver a really good service and product to their clientele and to many of our, our practices as well. So I'm glad to bring Adam to you. Adam, how you doing today, man? Hey, buddy. Good. Thanks for having me. <laughs> What a year it's been, huh? Yeah, yes, lots of fun, right? Yeah, I think there's, I think it's been a lot of opportunity though too. I think it's been, you know, been a setback for some, but those that made the right moves, I think it'll it'll work well for them. Exactly. Well, you know, to give some background, I've been working with Adam for over, well, right under a couple of years now with our practices and and sharing, you know, thoughts and 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 best practices that we see in the in the industry with each other, and um, you know. Timeliness is impeccable on this podcast. Um, you know, Adam and I were speaking right when the practices started shutting down in March. And, you know, Adam was like, man, this is the time that people are stopping, starting to drop marketing services, you know, to save cash flow. And he's like, this is the time you invest in the marketing services because they're on wholesale right now. New patients are on wholesale right now. And many practices, again, were just trying to stay alive. And that was a good idea. But, you know, the anxieties of what was coming or what they didn't know was coming or not kind of, you know, held everybody to maintain their cash balances. So Adam, what have you seen in that kind of marketplace? Have you, or that segment, have you seen a lot of, um, did you have a lot of your clients to invest in marketing, keep it the same? And then the ones that did versus the ones that didn't have, they had different results. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no question. So we looked at 2008 data when we were going into this, figure out, okay, what do we see then? Uh, what did the industry look like for, you know, dental practices, dental marketing, uh, patient growth, and so on? Uh, and, you know, there was there was tremendous amounts of data that probably would never have had 2008 didn't happen. You know, there was some level of digi- of a digital age still uh, there. You know, if we had gone back 10 more years, we wouldn't really have that. Um, what we found is that practices that discontinued advertising completely, they, uh, and then kept uh, discontinuing their advertising coming out of the recession, uh, they were down upwards of uh, 40% uh, compared to those that, that didn't. And then as we were going into this, you know, our advice was, hey, keep marketing, keep marketing, keep marketing, because it's, I mean, we were spending literally half as much uh, in, in our, our the, the money was just going so much further. And it, it was kind of like a wide open, in some markets, it was just wide open because everyone shut. So it's like a few practices that would follow the advice you know, niche into something. So we, we created some emergency funnels, we left our implant funnels going. We did some other things uh, to help practices that could operate within those boundaries. And I mean, it was like a slam dunk. You couldn't, you really, as long as you were out there, you couldn't you couldn't mess it up. I mean, it was because there's just so few options and people still needed to see the, the, the dentist. The practices though that, that took uh, an advertiser and captured that information and used that to communicate back to their uh, these leads and then their their patient base coming out of it, they did really well. You know, hey, we're uh, you know we're reopening. Let's get you scheduled now so that we get ahead of this. 
Um, and I'll show you a graphic when you're ready for it, but I, I drew something up um, that we would refer to like as a futures model back in uh, May, I guess it was now, but May, yeah. I did a, a national conference, uh, I spoke at a national conference virtual in May, and I drew this out, and, um, and then I shared it to some uh, DSL groups and whatnot. There's, there was some pushback on it, but we're actually seeing it come to fruition. Uh, let me know you want to see that. Yeah, go, go ahead and pull it up. Let's do it. All right. So I'm going to share my screen here, uh, basically share my iPad. Let me know if you can see what I'm drawing here. So basically, uh, let's um, so, so basically, you've got you basically have a, a simple graph here. Um, so you got your y-axis and your x-axis, um, and this won't be to scale, but you, you'll understand. So, in the x-axis, we're going to have time, mm -hmm. and then in the y-axis, we're going to have I refer to this patient engagement. Oops. <clears throat> So what, what we knew going into this, uh, and when, when things were closed, uh, based on us being able to look at what was going on in the marketplace, is we knew that, uh, that, that the same amount of patients were going to be in the market regardless. So you know, people that had emergencies, people that needed uh, you know, some level of, of treatment, uh, let's say it's uh, you know, implants or cosmetic or, or anything else, uh, they're, they're still out there. Maybe there's not quite as many, but you know, unless, you know, if they lost a job or something. But overall, most of those people were still out there, but they could, they had no options. So what what we, uh, what we I modeled out here was, is if patient engagement is represented by this this line here, and let's, let's say this is the average of uh, 2019 and 2020, right? So this is patient engagement would be new and existing patients uh, reaching out to a practice, engaging with a practice. What is the demand for those patients to see those practices. And so if you model it out and average it out, this would be maybe your trend line. Well, as practices were opening back up, patient engagement was actually coming in really hot. There was a lot of patients out there that couldn't, you know, they couldn't see anyone, but they needed, they needed treatment, right? So they were coming in really hot. Well, what we projected and what we started to see after this projection was that this would actually drop down and do this. And so what was happening is that in this area, um, we would we would refer to this as like the false hope. Mm -hmm. Oops, the turn. So this would be like the false uh, hope. And what what this was here basically is that in this section, practices that reopen would come back really strong. I mean, and, and this would this would present the belief that man. Everything's great in 2020 and things have righted themselves and I'm going to have the best year ever because these are the best numbers I've seen forever. Mm -hmm. uh, what also is happening is that we saw, um, if, if we kind of model this up even further here, the, the demand for a lot of offices was so high that uh, we, they, they, could, they were turning people away. And we, we tried to tell them ahead of time, hey, plan for this. Uh, and so we refer to this as basically a lost opportunity because when they're booking people out into September, uh, you know, late summer, fall, going that far out, people are like, well, I'm just going to call some. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we advised our practices to do is to figure out their phones and their systems ahead of that because, you know, and they didn't know. They were, they were trying to reopen and they were saying, okay, well, how do I, you know, how do I see people at the same scale? You know, do I need to social distance? Do I need to 
clean, uh, you know, and, and implement additional PPE and protocols and so on, so I can see less people per day. Also, you had practices that had let, laid, laid their staff off, and uh, when they re were reopening, all of a sudden they uh, they were trying to hire back, you know, the, the entire team at one time and manage their phones and figure out their processes, do all this at the same time, and a lot of practices they, they, they couldn't do it efficiently. So they wound up turning people away, but it didn't matter because that demand was well. Then you get down into this section down here, um, which really is where we projected things. And I'll explain this. Um, what what's happening down here is that as 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 this patient demand uh, is filled, then there's less people in the marketplace that uh, that need to see a dentist. There's also a lot of fear that was instilled within the marketplace. You know, uh, a lot of people were scared to go to the dentist. Uh, they, they, they figured, you know, I, I can get sick. Uh, you know, some of that's dissipating now, but we've seen some markets, they're reclosing back down. There's been a reemergence of this of virus. And so, you know, you see crazy numbers that the virus is still spiking and so on. Um, but we refer to this as a recovering. And what... What we meant by this is that we we projected, and we actually started to see this, is that the patient demand uh, for a lot of practices is down by 41%. They, they didn't know it, and some of them still don't. And the reason for that is because what happened in this false hope phase is that when they booked these, these people out, they went all the way out down here, right? Mm -hmm. And so they believed that, oh, my gosh, I'm doing really well. My business is great. I don't have to worry about that. But what they're not looking at is how many new patients are engaging with them on a daily, weekly, monthly basis at this point now, because this is going to affect the coming months. Mm -hmm. This is going to go into September, October, November. And those are historically rough months for dental practices. So now you're dealing with unemployment rates that are high, people that don't have money, people that aren't getting stimulus checks, people that are afraid, older people that are afraid potentially. And this is this, this plays into that recovery. And so we, what we advise back then is, hey, if you look at this and you, you plan for it, you can get ahead of this. But and, and to do so, you wanted to get ahead of this as far back as you can go uh, back here. The, the the problem was is you know everyone thought well I'm just going to wait and see, and I'm going to you know maybe this guy's right maybe he's not. Um, my advice though was like hey advertising's still cheap. Do it now get ahead of it and you can't really lose as long as you can you can make up for that or pick and choose the types of patients you're gonna you're gonna do better. So what we basically projected is that most practices wouldn't actually start noticing this until about right here, give or take. And this is probably where uh, most practices uh, will act. Somewhere between here and here, right? And that's too far. Because then when you take into consider the marketing that you need, that's going to scale up into this section here. And then you've got to build it up just to get back to where you were uh, you know, ideally, you want to not just get back to uh, the beginning uh, or the averages of 19 and 20, but you want to offset the averages of 19 and 20 because you were closed for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. So what what happens then is that these practices are, uh, when, while they're in this recovery gap, they've got uh, what we refer to as ongoing stability. And, and, and the issue with that is that these practices aren't meant to run at a 41% deficit. Now, this could be anywhere in between. It could be 30, 50, 20, whatever it is. They're built around what they're seeing right now, especially if they, they, they hired additionally for that. Mm -hmm. So if they wait to take action, 
they're going to be that much further behind. And advertising is still cheaper than it was. It's, it's climbed back. A lot of practices have reopened or they've said, hey, it's cheap enough and I'm going to invest more. We've got a lot of clients doing that now. Uh, the time to have done that again was further back. But I can tell you the smartest practices that we have, the, the smartest owners, they were they were questioning then and they're still questioning now, how do I get ahead of this? How do I take advantage of this now? Because it's not going to get cheaper as things reopen, as people realize that there's a huge opportunity or as they realize that there's this recovery gap. Now, not all practices are going to uh, be stuck within the 41%. This is an average and we've seen this. Uh, and so, you know, the, the, the next question, question why we're probably on this call is, well, what do we do about this recovery gap? What are the solutions to solve for this? Um, and so that's, that's what we can talk about here. Uh, and there's a handful of things that I think practices can do to get ahead of it. First and foremost is to understand what the patient engagement looks like now. Uh, with new and existing. So how many patients are you booking out right now? And what does that trend look like? We, 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 gotta, we gotta separate out that false hope phase and that, that, that pent up demand basically that was there. And we need to figure out, okay, putting that aside, putting COVID aside, what do our real numbers look like? Because that's gonna dictate what happens going into September, October, November, December, mm -hmm. which are historically rough months. And what do we need to do to uh, overcome it? Uh, and there's a handful of things that we can do. The first, the easiest, the cheapest uh, thing that somebody can do right now is to engage your existing base. Everyone that did not get communicated to while COVID was happening and while that practice was reopening, they, they, didn't, they didn't engage the, those patients or they didn't stay in front of them consistently. That's a huge opportunity. I'll tell you, my personal dentist, they sent me an email when they closed. They sent me an email when they were opening back up. I've never heard from them since. And I haven't been in to see them. I missed my six month. I need to go see them, but they could call me and get me back on the schedule. They could they could drip market me and say, hey, we need you in. And here's a promotion to get you in. If you schedule right now, we're doing a, a teeth whitening or we're doing whatever the common giveaway is, compel people to get back in. But it's all data driven. That's and so that's something that we we try to really focus on fire gang is what is the data telling us? And the data is going to be determined on what that recovery gap looks like. How much are we down in terms of patient engagement? So are we, are, are we right now booking at a level that is not gonna sustain us going into these next few months? And if that's the case, that's the problem. And that's where we address how to fix. Now, if we're doing great, we're scheduling out constantly, even today, this week, we're scheduling out great. Now, is that then the next question is, is well, is that enough to offset the loss of COVID and the 2020 uh, growth goals, the revenue goals that we had going in? If it's not, well, then we need to advertise to get more, or we need to find a way to get more people on the counter, or the or the right types of patients on the counter, right? And so that's then the question or the conversation that you've had. But we got to understand those numbers, and unfortunately, we need to know where to look to get them. So that's something that we see missing too often. Well, Adam, so let me let me uh, kind of summarize again. You know, with the graph looking at, there was a huge opportunity. Marketing was on a discount, just like the S and P five hundred was fifty percent down when COVID happened. Right. And that's when people invest in the market, like Warren Buffett, and now they're you had a fifty percent gain year to date. They cash in and sell their chips, so there was a tremendous opportunity on the front end. Um, now we're going into the traditional slower season of, of, of dentistry specifically, and still on a discount from marketing standpoint, but not at the, the wholesale discount it was previously, but still a tremendous opportunity. And you mentioned the first thing to do is 
re- reach out to your established patient base currently because I will also notate my existing dentist. I think I may have gotten a text message saying it's time for you to come back in and that's it. Yeah. And, and so, you know, that being said, you know, going out to those existing patients is huge because, you know, to, to kind of follow it back around, you know, I'm looking at if we were closed from March 15th to, uh, to May 15th, the 60 days that we pushed all of our hygiene, you know, especially to, you know, to had a two, a two month gap. And not only that, but the people you uh, had going into that probably canceled or the the, the fallout of that too. Right. So there's like people going into that and then also people you didn't call during that time. Right. So that that increases that, that, that period. So the first thing to do is reach out to your existing patient base and start getting them on the schedule to fill the holes as fast as you can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Compel them. Put together an offer. If you have a, a marketing drip system, email marketing drip, uh, or, or some sort of automated uh, a platform, uh, we use them here. And uh, there's there are options that, that can be implemented. Uh, the, the challenge we find is is if we have to get the data from the practice uh, through, uh, you know, we, we have to get access to that list right. uh, one way or another. And if we can, and then we can build something out, then there's a, a option to put together, uh, you know, drip marketing campaigns or something of that of that sort. Something that we're starting to work on now. But so, so so let me clarify on the drip marketing campaign just for me and other listeners. That would be going to your solution reach, your revenue well, your lighthouse three sixty, and potentially having an automated, almost a weekly message out there saying, "Hey, come in, you're past due. Hey, we have this special for you know a Sonicare toothbrush or tooth whitening or something," and really start hitting them on drip means consistently. Drip by drip, moving forward, and, and starting it now consistently. And, and part of that is you you want to make sure you're texting them and also put real real people, your front staff, in charge of that. Put your office manager, create goals for her. Mm-hmm. So basically, she's got her list of, of APIs. And, uh, you know, it might be that you need to get patient engagement back up to this level, depending on what that looks like, and give her the tools to do it. But Absolutely. A, a real person needs to be calling these people saying, Hey, this is so-and-so try to get them on a call, mm-hmm. call, you know, if you don't, if you're not getting them during the day, call them at five o'clock. I mean, I know a lot of practices don't want to be open past five o'clock or four o'clock or whatever, and, uh, but that might be what you need to do. Gotcha. Uh, but, but work, work those leads because you're, they're your patients. Otherwise too much time goes by and who knows what happens to them. I mean, that's, that's your lowest hanging fruit to begin with. Right. Uh, and then in addition to that, that that just gets you back to like oh that just that just kind of levels you back that doesn't get you back towards how do you take advantage of uh, uh, 2020 and how do you reach your financial goals and how do you you know nobody wants to stay stagnant in business uh, usually because that means you're losing money right. so what do you need to do and that's where advertising comes into play there's no there's no question about it and the the, the biggest DSOs that I know the the smartest dental marketers that I know are the people that own, sorry, not marketers, but dental practice owners, uh, they're all investing in marketing. And that's the first thing they're going to say. It's like, I got to do this because I know it works. Mm-hmm. And it, there's, you know, the, the, the problem that you see, and this is this is like in the stock market, is stock market goes down and everyone's, oh my God, I'm losing money, I'm losing money, I don't have money to invest. And so, uh, and then it comes back or to some degree and it's like, oh man, well, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not whole, so I don't want to invest money. They don't ever get ahead. And right. that's just a, negative cycle and people like Warren Buffett, as you mentioned, they they know that when things are down, that's the time to invest because it does come back and that's that's they're the guys that make the money. 
that's what dental practices have to do. They need to invest in marketing right now. Uh, it's it's not going to get easier. I mean, we're going to climb out of this, and everyone is going to be on the same. You know, basically, we're all in the same you know U.S. economy, if you will. In the fact that as uh, these as these states open back up, and as we find cures, and as we push this virus back, that things are going to go back uh, open back up. People are going to get the jobs back, and you're going to find that. Uh, there's going to be more and more, uh, you know, people out there that we can uh, we can get into the dental practice, and that's going to be more dentists. Dental practice owners are going to be marketing, uh, and more DSOs are going to be marketing. And so, you know, it's not going to get easier. Basically. Well, and the thing is, if if your competition's marketing and you're not, they will start getting your patients. Absolutely. Right? So you'll yeah. not only maintain the status quo, but you will actually re- more than likely potentially receive attrition that you can't supplement because you took off of marketing and it's going to cost you finitely what the investment would have been to stay the course throughout the day. Right. Every, every practice naturally has attrition. Every business has churn. Uh, and so that's normal. But right now it's probably higher than typically it would have been. And you're absolutely right. So the people out there advertising now, finding, finding solutions for people that may be struggling or may not have benefits or whatever, they're going to be the ones that are capturing them. And you know, if, if if you haven't heard from your dentist in six months plus now nine months or whatever it's been or longer, uh, you know, what's to say they don't just go to the next guy down the street or a mile down the road? I mean, it's easy, mm-hmm. and they may have a better offer because they were marketing to them and they got them in the door, and then they engage them and they keep them. Right. So, if you're a practice, and that's one of the things I have, you know, I challenge all dental practices to do is look at their hygiene. I think hygiene is the driver of all successful practices. They're the recession-proof practices that have that flourishing, growing, dynamic hygiene uh, department. And I challenge them all to go look at their hygiene schedules September, day by day, October, November, December. And once you establish and see that hole, if if I go look at a practice today, Adam, and I've got 20 patients on a usually 160 patient monthly, you know, trophy base or you know hygiene base what do i do do i call adam zilko and say i'm dead come november and then what 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 is the next step for them to do uh if they want to chat we'd love to we'd love to walk them through one of the things that we try to understand is what is our current situation look like now and what's what's the quickest like the easiest levers to start pulling to write that shit it could be that or it could be a uh a bunch of others, you know, issues within the practice. We don't know, but we do have a formula. I mean, we've been doing this for over 10 years, just with dental practices now. And uh, there, there's a formula and at scale, we, we, we work with so many dental practices that we can typically see what's working in any economy. Uh, we, we saw going in what was working uh, with, the, with the clients that continue to advertise. And we were able to take that to everyone and say, listen, this is what's working, do these things. So my team knows that. They know what's working and what's not. And uh, the best thing to do is just reach out to us. Go to firegang.com and uh, they can they can opt in to speak with us to an assessment and we can chat with them. But, um, you know, it, it that patient engagement may be, and it probably is the first thing to get them back to whole, but there could be several other things too. It's how do they, how do they engage and who's giving them the advice and, and what are their next steps? And do they have, do they have a method in which to not just reactivate their existing base, but their new patient? or the, the new patient base in the, in the market. 
what are they doing to, to, to fill that churn rate and then grow past that? And most don't seem to really have a solid plan in place that is doing that consistently, not at the rate that, that we've needed to. So outside of doing drip marketing starting yesterday with your current practice um, uh, patient list, it's really a practice by practice, kind of a customized analysis because you don't know what every practice is doing, what they have done, what's worked for them. So again, it's not a cookie cutter approach. It's going to be a customized specifically to that practice, their demographics, what they have done, what has worked for them historically. And then you can definitely, it's not too late to get help in a quantitative game plan because, you know, I also from the financial advising and, and, and consulting that I do with practices, I've also seen a lot of, you know, whenever these things happen, the DIY do-it-yourself marketing approach where, you know, they'll go out and, you know, just throw money at five different, you know, engagements that they've seen. They've seen at sem seminars. They've seen, you know, you know, as sponsors at their virtual study clubs or whatever the case may be. And that sometimes they get, then they get frustrated because they're not been able to, to, to measure the results or feel like they're getting the return on investment. So it really, it really needs, you know, that's where you come in with a, a, a consultant and an advisor such as yourself to look at their entire marketing balance, their entire marketing portfolio, assess what is working and really invest monies in the specific areas, areas that'll help turn a, a result. You know, and a lot of times if they do it that way, and that's what I've experienced with, with Fire Gang myself, is that we may actually save money in marketing and be doing it smarter and just reallocating the funds in different different areas based on each specific practices, kind of a marketing mix, so to speak. Yeah, you know, there's no, like, I could not, like, there's probably not a dental practice out there or a DSO that hired just me and I would be able to execute all the work that my team does for the money and time uh, that, that I could even put in. I don't think that it, I could do that. Uh, we've built out a team for each specific uh, piece that we we operate. I've got a, a development web dev team. I've got a team that works with paid ads. I've got a team that works with funnels. I got a team that works with local SEO. I got a team that works with non-local SEO. I've got a team that manages just the analytics. And then I got a team that deals with just the client side uh, work, uh, you know, being the face of, of us to the client and, and, and helping them get through it and understand it. I got a team listening to phone calls and, and, and auditing them all. There's, so there's lots of teams in place. When we engage with a practice, we, we typically will implement a, a foundation of, of like a formula that we know universally should get us started uh, and, and, and start us off right. And then from there, baked into that is a lot of tracking and analytics to tell us, okay, is there an issue here? Is there an issue here? Is there an issue here? What, what are those? If you're tracking enough things and you've got the right people looking at it, you know what levers to pull. It could be that, uh, you know, it could be that the phones need a lot of work or it could be that there's something else going on. You know, their, their, their website's broken or it's not effective or their offer's wrong or there's no marketing or, uh, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're getting people in the, uh, in the door, but they're not converting. You know, and so maybe they need case acceptance training, which we we work with. So there's there's a lot of uh, pieces to this, uh, but it's it's almost like you know saying, hey, you know, call calling up my dentist and saying, hey, my mouth hurts, and then trying to diagnose it over the phone. Well, no, they need to come in. They need to implement all the the, the procedural items. You know, I need to come in, sit down, fill out the intake form, do a full exam, let them look at it, and you know, that's for us. That's like the foundation. Like we need to implement that. Uh, and, and, and do so in a way that allows us to know that, hey, 
we're working with the right site. We're working with the right ads. We're working with like, we're tracking, we've got now all the tracking pieces in place. We know where the areas that they're falling short are, or we're starting to find those, and then we can actively work to adjust. And that's it. And uh, there's a lot that goes into that because running a practice is no easy thing. And there's, you know, you're dealing with lots of different people. And when you look at the patient journey, I mean, they start at home. They don't know who they're going to do business with. They go online and they're given a ton of options. So how do you differentiate yourself there? Well, we have a, a strategy. Let's say that they click on your uh, ad or your website, they go to your, your website then. What happens there? Do they like it or do they hit the back one? How well do you engage them? Do you answer their, their needs? Do you, again, differentiate? Do you distinguish yourself? And uh, does this messaging match what they saw on Google? And then from there, they may look at your reviews or they've already looked at your reviews. What happens there? Do you have good reviews and are they enough to be competitive? If not, or, and can they find them? If not, we need to address that. Then, then comes the phones. How well do you do on the phones? Are you converting people? What are they asking for? And so on. And then you get them in the door. Are they actually showing up? And then are you know are you getting them to actually invest and spend money? And are you sending them? And are they referring? And so there's a lot of things that are that are going on here. And we try to look at every one of these steps uh, from a very holistic approach, very very comprehensive, uh, more so than anything in the market uh, by far. Uh, and I just I, I know who our competitors are. I know what we've set out to do and. We're really just trying to understand how we can pull a lever at every single step. We even got to a level of uh, auditing a practice from an operational standpoint, where when we onboard them, we're modeling out all their KPIs from an operational standpoint. What does their hygiene look like? What the, how much revenue uh, per doctor are they doing per day, per hour? What do the accounts receivable look like? What do the turn rates look like? What do the case acceptance numbers look like? So, you know, if we can provide the right training to help let them level that up, great. If not, we bring in a, a a coach that, that can do that for them. But having that knowledge and having that insight is going to be all the, 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 the biggest game changer for them. Because if someone doesn't know what's broken, they don't know how to fix it. They just know that they're not getting, they're, they're not generating revenue. And we've really moved from, um, so when you look at marketing, man, when we go back to the early days of marketing, internet marketing, it used to be, you know, uh, everyone wanted it to, to rank. So rankings were the big thing. I want to get to Google, the first page of Google, and that was like the big thing. Well, we realized that as time progressed, rankings didn't matter as much as actually generating leads to the, to the business because you can rank well, but you may not be generating leads. So what good is to rank if you can't get people to actually come to the business? Uh, and you know, with personalized search, you may show up number one on you know, this device, whereas this device you don't show up at all, or there's, you know, there's, there's so much personalization and search today that it, it's it's all over so it went to it went from rankings to legion then it went to uh you know uh a patient generation so it's like well i can get leads but these leads aren't really good they're not showing up to become patients so then it became patient gen then it became roi so their, their patients are showing up but they don't spend a lot of money and then the, the the last piece of this is really revenue generation so how do we help practices actually generate revenue and that's where we partner with coaches and that's where we look at a lot of the operational and uh, items within our practice to understand, you know, we've had practices where we've doubled uh, the new patients on the front end and their business still struggles on the back end because they have a broken uh, broken system. If something on the back end is broken, we need to figure out what that is so we can help fix it. Otherwise, we get the blame for it, even though we have the data to show that, hey, we're generating all this, all these new patients. And, uh, you know, and, and, they, they eventually part ways. So it's like, how do we solve for all these things so that we align our interests 
and focus on revenue generation. That's really where we're headed. Yeah. Yeah, I echo that. It really is a comprehensive approach, and you're only as strong as your weakest link. Um, right. You know, I've seen practices, you know, drop multiple six figures in the marketing and then go to their, you know, Google reviews, and it's a 3.4. So you're taking them to – you're driving a ton of people to a train wreck. Or right. you drive to a website that's not functional, is not engaging, and, again, you're driving a ton of leads to a train wreck. Or they've gotten to that past that point. They've got their Google reviews fixed. They've got their website fixed. And then their phone skills, taking in taking inbound phone calls, which there's an institute out of Atlanta that made their whole deal on how they take the inbound phone calls. And there's a ton of missed opportunities just in converting the leads into visits once they get in the office. And then as you and I'm just echoing a lot of things you mentioned, but I've also seen where they've even converted the leads, got them in the office and it didn't deliver a lot of production. And they say, well, I got a lot of new patients, but it's not our kind of patient, right? Exactly, yeah. And so it's a it's a combination of all those different things that lead to a really vibrant, successful marketing platform that takes engagement by all the team members, takes engagement by the practice owners, and engagement with their their marketing uh, agency consultants, you know, team to make sure it's an ongoing, living, breathing thing. And it's really come to fruition now due to, you know, the potential recoil we have from COVID with a lot of potentially – empty schedules come in the fall and it's always historically another challenging time. So what is your turnaround? If I'm a practice owner and I call you like I did Friday (laughs) and say, Hey man, November looks bad. And we've been looking great. What do we need to do? What would, what would, what would team Adam Zilko do right out of the gate? Uh, We would, uh, so we'd understand, we'd, we'd look to understand what this current situation of state of affairs is. We, we try to onboard the practice as quickly as possible, get everything up and, and we would advise them as to what they can do on their own right now. Uh, and then while we're building everything out, uh, you know, there's only so much we can do until we implement our end. So the onus is somewhat on the practice, but, uh, if we can get them onboarded quickly enough and get everything up and start tracking and driving driving leads to the site and, and understanding what else may be happening, then we can begin to affect change going into that. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the biggest thing I would say is you know don't don't sit on your hands and wait for it to happen because it will happen whether whether or not you want it to. So you've got to get ahead of it. Uh, but if if you know if you already know and you've got an inkling that, that November looks bad, then action needs to be taken now. Uh, if you see something, uh, you know, if you, so one of the things is that marketing companies don't always get to see the, uh, the scheduling of what's coming up as well. So, and that's something we're looking to fix. Uh, we've made a lot of strides to do that or, or add to our, our set because we know that that's a, a potential risk. And that's why I've talked about it so much here today, but you're, you know, if, if you're not looking at it and the marketing company doesn't know to look at it, and I, I can tell you 99% of the market companies out there don't look at that at all. They don't know to look for that. Then nobody's addressing what potentially is the biggest risk right now. Right. And so uh, th- that's that's part of this is, is getting that alignment and knowing where to, to focus your attention. So my entire team, they know right now to be looking at uh, patient engagement. We've been asking our clients for however long now to say, hey, what does this look like? How many people do we have on the books? Uh, it's some capacity as we're getting closer to this timeline. Um, because for for a while, you know that that, that false hope phase, that pent up demand, has come into this. But as we're doing uh, these onboarding calls, it's something that we're starting to uh, push for. But if you're if you're seeing that, and you're noticing that. That's those are the conversations to have. Uh, but somebody that needs help, they just need to reach out, and we can point them in the right direction depending on 
what they have going on and, and try to drive them to that, that next step. So what's the best way to connect with Fire Gang? Is it going to the website to contact yeah. us? Tell me the best way. Yeah, firegang.com. Uh, there's there's options all over the site, you know, request an assessment. Uh, they'll just be able to schedule a time with us and hop on our calendar and we'll chat with them. And then they move to action rather quickly once you can kind of see where they're at and what the opportunities are. Yeah, we're going to deep dive into what's going on. Uh, you know, the, the challenges that are likely to put them into an issue going into November are – likely to be challenges that they, they they've been facing for longer than just COVID. I mean, COVID is like the biggest use in the room, but typically we're going to find other systemic issues within a practice that we're looking to also fix. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's, it's not just to put a bandaid on COVID. It's like, how do we, how do we fix the practice overall and get them on the right path? Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things that we're, we're going to try to implement to help them do that. Yeah. And again, you know, I'll echo the, the sooner that, practices assess if they have that that COVID hole right that's something that they need to get moving to remedy immediately because if they don't it's going to be April May June of 21 again and it's going to be a cyclical deal that's going to take a long time to build back up unless dependent on the energy and action they put forth right now at it right yeah yeah. so you know again Wayne Gretzky said you know he was not the fastest skater but he anticipated where the puck was going right that's what good business owners do as well is anticipate how your patient flow, how your business performance is going to be not, you know, September, it's already too late. Right. But what are we looking like in October? What are we looking like in November here at the end of August, 2020? And you can make adjustments and pivot and really keep your practice. Not only, you know, like you mentioned being where it was before, but also growing because there's tons of opportunity right now in terms of minimizing attrition, doing those drip campaigns with your current patient base and also, you know, doing the right marketing that is right now, again, at a discount to acquire other patients. And you can really come out of this in a, in a very different you know situation than if somebody didn't act at all. Yeah. You know, and, and depending on where the practice is at, there, there's, there's no free lunch here. I mean, there, it's all going to be hard work. Um, it's just likely the onus of the hard work will be on a marketing company, but you know, I don't want anyone to think that they hire someone and everything's fixed overnight. Some of the right. stuff it takes, it took a long time to break it. It's going to take a, it's going to take a while to fix. And that's just part of it. For example, if a practice doesn't have a lot of reviews, well, that's going to take a while to get those reviews, you know, or they don't rank or whatever the issue is. Uh, you know, so knowing that it's the sooner you start, the sooner you're going to be, you know, if, if you wait until things are bad, then you're that much further along. Plus, it's just like the analogy with the stock market. It's like, well, things are bad. I don't have the money, so now I don't invest the money to fix it. Right. And you know, we're we're in Buffett. He's like, I got, I set cash aside when this would happen, so I could get ahead of it. So we invest. That's what these guys need to do. Not not wait till they're they don't have money and things are even worse. Yeah. Take advantage of this this surplus, this high pent up demand, because that's going to go away. You right. know, this I think there's a lot of belief in the marketplace that this is the new normal, and it's not. Uh, and that's, you know, that patient uh, engagement, patient demand you're going to find is starting to fall off and it's not going to write itself. So take that extra money that you've got sitting there and invest it. And that's going to be what will catapult you going forward. Well, Adam, man, I thank you so much for hopping on with this podcast with the Practice Power Play with us today. A lot of good information. And right now, you know, practices that I'm advising and consulting with are sitting in very good cash positions right now, whether it was PPP money, idle money, 
HHS money. There's been funds that have been passed down to the practices that, as Adam said, are not going to last forever. It's what do you do now? What do you do with those resources to ensure the viability for all months of the year and ensure that 2020 is a successful year and 2021 set up to be gangbusters? So, Adam, you got any closing comments? Um, take action, man. You know, I think the best thing someone can do is, is follow the advice given here and then hop, hop on a call and, and start start looking at what's what's going on and how to get ahead of it. You know, nobody wants to flat. Nobody wants to be where they're at in 2019 where they're at in 2020. And a lot of practices are going to be there. Uh, you know, in some cases, no fault of their own. But, you, you know, change has to start somewhere. And it's it's today's today's as soon as you can do that, right? I mean, the, the best time would have been yesterday or a month ago, right? But we're already past that point, so uh, you know we just we just need to we need to talk and, and, and put together a plan that's going to help help get them to that point going going into these potentially rough months if they do nothing, and then going into next year and having a, another you know sub uh, ideal or subpar year. So you know now's the best time to talk and let's let's chat. But, that's what i got awesome man well again thanks so much and everybody thanks so much for listening um to the practice power play you know act now and ensure that you don't have a red october or red november that you know makes the holidays not as not as enjoyable so again stay tuned and appreciate you guys listening and again thanks adam zilko and fire gang thank you so much